There have been few stories in this moment on the planet that have captured my heart as the story of Jane Markowski, or Nightbird, as you may know her, who entered the America's Got Talent show and got the Golden Buzzer Award as she auditioned her song, It's Okay. And in a moment, the world fell in love with this girl and her video went to 250 million views in a matter of two months. She's got aggressive cancer. And so last week she had to release a statement saying that she was having to pull out of the, the competition because she had to seek immediate emergency treatment and she had to go to hospital. I want us to take a look at her response, her video that she, or her interview that she shared on CNN, and then I'll be back. It's four minutes and I'll be together again soon. Jane Marcheski. Ordinarily, somebody says, no, call me this nickname. I don't do it. But this kid is Nightbird because it is the persona that broke through to us, but it was because of the person behind it. She's beautiful. She's proof that pain and purpose and hope can all coexist. Metastatic cancer moving around your body. You were told you needed to take the treatment 100% seriously. What did that mean to you as a trade-off for your dream of performing? Um, you know what? I, I'm not a quitter. So it was really, really hard for me to, uh, to say that I couldn't finish the show. I, I got shocking news less than a week ago about um, cancer regrowth um, that's taken over my lungs and liver. Um, so my liver right now is mostly cancer, more cancer than liver in there right now. Um, but it, like I said, like I said, I'm, I'm planning my future, not my legacy. And some people would call that, um, you know, blind denial, but I prefer to call it um, rebellious hope. And uh, I'm, I'm not stopping anytime soon. Um, what are some of the ideas of the music? I don't want to jump you in the moment, but the, give me a little of the, of the lyrical quality of where you're going with some of the stuff. What's some of the stuff that you like? Um, well, there's a song that I've been working on right now, and I, I wrote a little bit of it in my caption when I had to share this bad news, and it's pretty beat up, but I still got dreams. And, and the chorus of the song goes, I still got some magic in me. I don't feel it, but I still believe. The music stopped, but I can still sing. I'm pretty beat up, but I still got dreams. And um, that's a song that means a lot to me. And uh, when we're going through stuff like this, where um, really the pain is too much to bear sometimes, it makes no sense at all. Um, if we can hold on to a dream um, for the future, sometimes that's all we need to get through. And uh, I believe in dreams for all of our lives that originated in the imagination of God. And, and just think about, <laughs> like, don't you want to see what happens if you don't give up? Like, don't you want to see what happens? So how do you capture the enormity of your impact? I mean, your voice is awesome. Uh, look, I told you last time, you know, I got a singer at home. That's why I know not to jump you and ask you to sing in the moment. You know, I don't want to, you know, I know, I know, you got to get ready. But um, your voice is amazing. And the way that you put your pain to purpose with your lyrics is always going to be tough to beat. Talent and motivation are tough to beat. But there's something transcendent that has just wowed people. I am not special. Um, 
And people have told me this from all over the world about you. What does that mean? I think the magic of it is that I try to show up as real as I possibly can. We talked about this last time, um, not denying the pain of today and not denying the hope of tomorrow. And when you go through something that, that is so devastating, makes no sense, there's no, there's no answers, you kind of have the choice, um, do, like, am I going to become bitter um, or am I not? Um, you do have a choice, you know? You do get to decide um, what, what becomes of you, in a sense. And, um, you know, I, I've decided in my, in my most painful moments to keep my eyes open because it's easier, it's easier to close your eyes and to give up and forget it. Um, but there's so much beauty and, um, poetry to be seen in the world. If you are willing to sign off on the pain that it takes to stay awake, um, in the middle of something that hurts so bad. And that's, that's all this is. Anybody can do it. Mm, anybody can, but very few do. Uh, and I think that's part of the magic of you. Well, hello and good evening and welcome to Sisterhood. If you've joined us right now, I want you to know that this is going to be a special moment together. I want to use the story of Jane Markowski, or Nightbird, as she likes to call herself. And I want to tell you the story of a man in Scripture, David, to show you what happens when pain and hope and purpose collide to produce something powerful and supernatural in the world. You know, I've spent many days thinking about this girl's story. As you can see, I'm quite passionate about it. I've themed our whole sisterhood <laughs> around her song and her phrasing because I really do think she's captured something so powerful in this moment. I've read her blogs, her words. I've listened to the honesty in her music and I've felt the raw faith that I've sat on the receiving end of the creativity that she's brought to us in this moment. There is a reason why I called her audition, It's Okay, a holy moment in the newsletter that we sent out earlier this month. It's because I've watched this girl respond with this seemingly perfect combination of honest pain, humble hope, and fervent purpose. I think there's a connection between our ability to strengthen ourselves in Christ and the God-sized opportunities that follow in the future. There's this it's this amazing pattern that we see in Scripture where God brings about promotion and He pours out unprecedented favor on those who know what it means to encourage themselves in Him. Where He puts His holy hand on the people who've discovered what it means to fasten themselves to courage, even amidst the most devastating circumstances. I believe, girls, let me encourage you this evening. I believe that we are living in days where the eyes of God are roaming the earth, looking for those who will learn the art of what it means to strengthen themselves in Him. And I see ordinary, everyday girls, human beings, being exponentially catalyzed into greater spaces and places of leadership and influence because they chose to lean into hope when all seemed like it was lost, when everything was not straightforward and put together. Nightbird has been catapulted into a place of influence and fame 
She's been called the poster human for courage in the face of, of adversity. Wrap your head around that. The poster human for courage in the face of adversity. She didn't stumble into this place by chance. She did not manufacture 250 million views on YouTube in a moment. Because you know what, the truth is she's been making music while she's been battling cancer for many, many years now. And then almost overnight, she suddenly, all the world seems to be able to talk about, I don't know everything, but this I know for sure. I think it's got something to do with the fact that this girl has discovered the scriptural goal that is to encourage yourself in the Lord. When the lights are turned off, when there's nobody around to cheer you on, when you're all alone, when no one is watching and the friends are nowhere to be found, I believe she discovered what it means to dig deep from the wells of both pain and hope and then pursue her God purpose despite what her circumstances may look like. You don't arrive at her responses, those phrases that she said, don't you wanna see what happens if you don't give up? She says, do not deny the pain of today nor the hope of tomorrow. You don't just arrive at those responses by accident. They come from a place of allowing your pain and your hope and your purpose to connect and land on the overwhelming, relentlessly beautiful truth that everything, all of our pain, all of our hope, all of our purpose is perfectly put together and is in perfect harmony put there by a Father God who cares deeply and is working everything out for our good and for His glory. I do not think there has ever been a time in the world where faith and courage were more needed. Furthermore, the faith and courage from the heart of a woman, the world needs you. You sitting behind the screen, you leaning in in this moment, you who just thought you'd you know, pick up Facebook and see what was going on and stumbled onto this feed. It needs you, it needs us, the mothers, the nurturers, the vision carriers, the ones who will be rebellious in hope, the ones who can shape an atmosphere. It needs us to figure out what it means to live a life where we can strengthen ourselves in the Lord, to connect our pain and our hope, and then to connect our pain and our hope and then move forward in our God-given purpose. And so for those of you who are excited about taking notes and are studious and beautiful and love going back and looking at what, has God, what God has said over the years, the title of my message is Hope, Pain, and a Girl Named Jane. I wanna take you to a story in the Bible. It's from 1 Samuel. We're gonna be reading from chapter 30, a story about David, who's been at battle. You'll perhaps have heard about him, the beautiful worshiper, the king of Israel. David's conflict with the Amalekites. Let's read from verse one. Now it happened when David and his men came to Ziklag on the third day that the Amalekites had invaded the south and Ziklag, attacked and burned it with fire and had taken captive the women and those who were there from small to great. They did not kill anyone, but carried their, them away and went on their way. So David and his men came to the city and there it was burned with fire and their wives, their sons and their daughters had been taken captive. Then David and the people who were with him lifted their voices and wept until they had no more power to weep. 
David's two wives with very difficult names that take me a very long time to say had also been taken captive. Now David was greatly distressed for the people spoke of stoning him. His own people spoke of stoning him because the soul of all the people was grieved. Every man for his sons and daughters, but David. Everyone say, but David. Type it in if you just wanna make yourself feel like you're engaged in a greater way. But David strengthened himself in the Lord. This is not a good situation. They have been at battle for days. They are tired and now they come home. You can just imagine, they just wanna step into the comfort of their home. The men want their wives, you know, when the guys have been away for a long time. They just want their wives and they want their children and they come home and it's all been burnt. And there are no bodies in sight, which means that these children and women have been taken captive. Everything that they see is destructed and they are grieved. They're furious. And David as the leader who has taken them on this journey of battle and they've followed him and they've trusted him and now it's all fallen apart. He is being held accountable for what is happening and they wanna stone him. It's like the ultimate worst day ever. And in fact, it hasn't just been a, a very long day. For David, it's been a long season. It's been desperately long and desperately hard. David was anointed king almost 15 years prior. He's still waiting to arrive at that point where he can take full control and reign over Israel. He's been running for his life. He's been chased. He's had to hide. And he's still not at the point where he can relax and just take on the calling that he believes is his. I think he may have been at the end of himself. And now his friends, the ones who have followed him and who have trusted him, want to stone him. And it's in this place, Scripture says, this place, that David strengthened himself in the Lord. I have three thoughts for you that I wanna leave with you. I want you to think about them. I want you to take, take them away and begin to pray about what it means for you. Three thoughts that make a connection between Jane and David and what it means for us to strengthen ourselves in the Lord. As Jane says, Point number one, do not deny the pain of today. David, in David's story, it tells us that they wept until they had no more power to weep. I don't know what you are experiencing right now. Perhaps you're in a really, really good season and you're like, Tess, I don't, I don't, um, I can't relate to all this pain you're talking about. Can I say to you, that's okay, it's okay. But I love how Levi Lesko, Levi Lesko says, train for the trial that you're not yet in. Would you take hold of this truth today and allow it to become something that settles within your heart? Because we all know this. At some point in our lives, we will walk through seasons that are difficult and, and hard. But I wanna ask you, if you're struggling in this moment, I wanna ask you, when was the last time you wept? When was the last time you wept until you had no more power to weep? I don't even know what that looks like. Have you allowed yourself to grieve in this season, to acknowledge that you've perhaps lost something? Have you allowed yourself to follow a process of grieving? 
Have you faced the loss and disappointment? Or are you living life in a blurry haze of avoidance and escapism, hoping that when this is all over, you can just step back into normal and you know, resume business as usual? I love how Jane, when asked about the impact she's made on the world, she says that she's always just chosen to show up in a real and honest way. She doesn't deny the pain of today. Because here's the blinding truth. There is pain. We are feeling something. And if you're not feeling something right now, you will possibly feel something in the future. We are grieving just in varying degrees. And yet, even in this space, we still have a choice to show up and face what we're going through and bottling it away for another season and another time. There is a great danger in repressing and suppressing pain and emotion. Psychological and scientific studies are suggesting that any form of trauma, pain, or emotion that's unconsciously blocked or consciously ignored will find its way out into course, whether it be physically or mentally, and it will ask you once and for all to face it. And while these studies have always confirmed so much of what I believe to be true, I have watched firsthand at what it looks like to live with suppressed pain in my own life. And I can say with certainty, it does have the power to make us sick. I've walked through a journey over time of seeing myself come to terms with some of the pain of my past and how as I've faced it, as I've looked it in the eyes and and diminished its power, some of the physical struggles and sickness that I was experiencing in my body began to disappear. This is something that I've experienced firsthand. It is so powerful when we look at our pain and when we look name our shame, when we look at our emotion, when we bring it to the light, we diminish the power it has to hold us captive. And so tonight I wanna encourage you girls, go to Jesus with your pain right now in the middle of your circumstances, even if you can't see the way through, go to the one who hung on the cross to annihilate all of it, all of it, all of our shame, all of our pain, all of our fear that's holding us captive in this moment. Jesus made a way for us to move through it into freedom. Tell him, weep, shout, cry until you have no more power to do so. Do not deny the pain of today. Dig deep to find healthy ways to face your circumstances. I wanna read to us from Psalm 130. It says, Lord, I cry out to you from the depths of my despair. Hear my voice, O God. Answer this prayer and hear my plea for mercy. Lord, if you measured us and marked us with our sins, who would ever have their prayers answered? But your forgiving love is what makes you so wonderful. No wonder you're loved and worshiped. This is why I wait on you expecting your breakthrough for your word brings me hope. Eugene Peterson has an incredible commentary on this psalm and I wanna share it with you this evening. For the person who suffers, has suffered, or who will suffer, that's all of us, Psalm 30 is essential equipment for it convinces us that the big difference is not in what people suffer, but in the way they suffer. The Psalm does not exhort us to put up with suffering. It does not explain it or explain it away. It's rather a powerful demonstration that our place in the depths is not out of bounds from God. 
we see that whatever or whoever got us in trouble cannot separate us from God, for there is forgiveness there. We are persuaded that God's way with us is redemption and that the redemption, not the suffering, is ultimate. The second thought I wanna leave with you this evening is as Jane says, be rebellious with hope. And when Samuel 30, it tells us that David was greatly distressed for the people spoke of stoning him because they were grieved. And in that space, it says, but David strengthened himself in the Lord. I think David was rebellious with hope. He did not deny his pain. He chose hope. He was stressed and rejected, devastated and angry, but then he did something other, something that almost doesn't make sense. He strengthened himself in the Lord. If you read the Psalms, you'll discover this hope that David carried in access wasn't because of anything he could manufacture on his own, but rather because when he looked back, he could see the ways that God always came through for him. His hope was rooted in a God who was glorious in his mercy and extravagant in his kindness and kept coming through for David over and over and over again. These days, girls, are calling for the rebelliously hopeful to rise up and step out in society. We're being beckoned towards this crazy notion of choosing to put our trust and our hope in the promises, the consistent, unwavering, magnificent, hope-filled promises of God. To look at Him, to look at Him and elevate Him over the circumstances that we are surrounded by in this moment, amen? N.T. Wright says a beautiful thing about hope. He says that hope at least conceived within the Jewish and then early Christian world was quite different to what we know of it today. Hope could be and often was a dogged and deliberate choice when the world seemed dark. I think David made a dogged and deliberate choice when his world seemed dark. It depended not on a feeling about the way things were or the way they were moving, but on faith of faith in God. This God had made the world, this God had called Israel to be his people. The scriptures, not least the Psalms, had made it clear that this God could be trusted to sort things out. You see, the thing is, is that David knew that God would sort things out. He didn't know exactly how it would all look and, and the path that he would take, but he knew without a shadow of a doubt that God would sort it out. It says that hope in this sense is not a feeling. It's not something we feel that makes us feel better in the moment. Hope is a virtue, you have to practice it. Like a difficult piece of violin, you practice the virtue of hope through worship and prayer. David strengthened himself in the Lord. Jane has strengthened herself in the Lord. And the truth is, we can choose to do the same. Bill Johnson says that to live in courage requires encouragement. And sometimes the only one to encourage you is you. I wanna say to you this evening, you have everything that you need within you to encourage yourself in the Lord. You can do it. You can do it, but do you believe it? How do we do this? How do we encourage ourselves in Him? Through the daily practice, practice of worship and prayer. It's what it comes down to. That moment where we get in our car and we exhale and we turn on the worship music very loud 
and we begin to pray and we ask God to come into our circumstances. We ask Him to infiltrate all of the parts of our lives. We ask Him to lead us. We ask Him to presence Himself with us. And then we go with a confidence knowing that He's on our side. We lean into hope, even when it doesn't make sense, even when we're not sure of the outcome. I wanna encourage us girls to be rebelliously hopeful in this season to be prophets of hope. That means to, to bring a new narrative and a better word to our nation. When you're, when you're in conversations about our country or about COVID or the future or education or the opportunities here or your marriage or whatever it may be, perhaps it's even the church, would you be a prophet of hope? That means would you speak a better word over what you see, even if it doesn't make sense, even if you can't perhaps see the clarity of what's to come, would you choose to speak His word over what you see? Because we know that His word creates worlds. And His Word is one of life. And so we speak life over everything that we see, trusting that God is gonna do what He will do. We lean into hope. I don't know much, but I know this for sure that God is in this moment. He's in it. He's not left us high and dry to figure it out on our own. He's given us all that we need. He's given us His Word. He's given us the ability to worship Him. He's given us a voice that we can pray with. He's given us a community that we can stand next to and encourage ourselves with. So I want to encourage you to choose today to keep your thoughts continually fixed on all that is authentic, real, honorable, admirable, beautiful, respectful, pure, holy, merciful, and kind, and fasten your thoughts on every glorious work of God, praising Him always. The third thing I wanna bring to you this evening is as Jane says, don't you wanna see what happens if you don't give up? You know, this girl was 30 years old. She's had recurring cancer, more setbacks than breakthroughs. <clears throat> and yet she's still writing. She just told us she's writing a song and it says I'm beat up, but I still got dreams. She's still dreaming, still believing, trusting that she gets to shape a future and not a legacy. Just like David. He refused to shrink back in the face of extreme rejection and impending death. His own men, his friends, wanted him to take responsibility of what they had been led into, and yet he chose not to be consumed by that moment. He took a moment with God. I can picture him stepping away, a worshiper at heart, a man who knew what was needed to be done in order to find strength. He took a moment with God, and in that moment he found his confidence his strength, his identity in the one who had never, ever left him alone, who'd been with him every step of the way, who'd brought him through victory after victory after victory. Even amidst his unthinkable circumstances, he could step up and step into what he knew was needed because God reminded him of what he'd done and who he was. Here's the thing. When we strengthen ourselves, I believe we find our God purpose. We find the conviction and courage that we need to step out and be who we created to be, to be what the world needs in this season. And we work, when we walk forward in our purpose, fully present in our pain, yet choosing hope, that's where the power truly lies. Honestly, we don't know how the story of our lives will look every step of the way, but we do know how it ends. 
because of Jesus, our life story can only have one definite ending. Guess what it is? We win. We overcome. We are victorious. We make it through. So no matter what we are facing right now, the truth of the matter is in the end, we win. We do come out stronger on the other side. We are more glorious than ever before. Everything that we face and walk through is done from a place of expected victory because of what Jesus accomplished at the cross. We do none of this in vain. All of the facing of our pain, leaning into hope is done from a place of knowing what He's already done for us. That we don't need to strive or manufacture it or force it to happen. We just need to lean into the grace of who He is and what He's already done and trust that it will take us through. It might not look like we thought it would look, but it would take us through the end to the victory that is certain in Him. In 1 Corinthians 15 verses 57 to 58, it says, but thanks be to God who gives us this victory as conquerors through our Lord Jesus Christ. Therefore, my beloved brothers and sisters, be steadfast, immovable, always excelling in the work of the Lord, always doing your best and always doing more that's needed, being continually aware that your labor, even to the point of exhaustion in the Lord, is not futile or wasted. It is never without purpose. So don't you wanna see what happens if you don't give up? Don't you wanna see? Strengthen yourself in the Lord. Tess, strengthen yourself in the Lord. That has become a statement that I'm beginning to say every day to myself when I feel like I'm losing my focus and I feel like I'm weary and I'm losing my way. Tess, strengthen yourself in the Lord. Turn on that worship music. Open your mouth. Begin to pray. If you don't know what to pray, pray in tongues, pray in songs. Just lift your eyes to heaven and say nothing. But worship and prayer it is our weapon. It's what makes us strong. Nothing in the past or the present or the future is wasted in Him. I want you to hear that this evening. Nothing is wasted in Him. He's working it all out. And the victory is certain. Face your pain. Be rebelliously hopeful. And then when you've done everything to stand your ground, continue to stand. Stand in worship, stand in prayer, stand in His purpose of your life and stand in victory, just like we've seen Jane do, like we saw with David and like we've seen through Jesus Christ. Let's begin to strengthen ourselves together right now in worship and prayer, believing that He will inhabit the praises of His people. I wanna pray for us and thank you, Jesus, that you say that when we gather, you are here that you say that where there's unity, you command blessing. And so I thank you for unity of heart, of the sisterhood. I thank you for every heart and every home that is gathered this evening. And I pray the, the blessing of heaven to be commanded over hearts and homes in this moment. And I pray, God, as we begin to worship and pray together, as we begin to lift up our voices, lift up our eyes, you would begin to strengthen us, strengthen us in the Lord, not by human power, but by the mighty Spirit of the living God. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen.